A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight-errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in Blood and Lust, a King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. It's the year 531, and earlier this year, before the winter happened, actually, last year, you traveled back to Cambria with Sir Gregor, your knight, after saving him in the Battle of Terra. He had a great feast last time, and uh, he spoke up for you about all your deeds during the battle, especially the one. But yeah, it's you had an uneventful trip across the Irish Sea and landed back on the western coast of Britain, and you got kind of settled in for the winter. But uh, before we go into winter phase, there's one thing that I wanted to kind of clear up. We discovered in our character creation that you are the fourth son of a poor knight, and you're really, really poor. Normally, in this case, you probably wouldn't be a knight, but there are rules for figuring out why exactly you got made a knight, because primogenitor is a thing, and yeah, your brothers would have inherited way before you, so let's actually find out why you're a knight. So if you can, please, roll me a d20. 14. All right, this actually makes a lot, a lot of sense. Uh, your result is you served as an esquire, but performed an extraordinary duty. So I think we know what that duty is. You're still a squire, Gulliston, but now we kind of know um, a little bit of background. Not that he knows it, but we we know why he is destined to become a knight, a great knight even. So we're going to move on, Adam, to your first winter phase. How excited are you for winter phase? I'm so excited for winter phase. Just a, you know, nice cozy winter phase. Exactly what uh, Goliston needs. So in, in Pendragon, they kind of split the year up into four parts um, based off of the seasons. And spring is when you do your your planting at the manor and get the crops going. You start war and adventuring there. Goes all the way into summer. Your feudal doodle would likely end there get back into your manor in time for uh, harvest help out with that and then winter phase is you're basically sitting around is when you're doing your training and practice you're planning out all your activities for your household for the next year making contacts writing letters maybe you have a christmas court that you attend but in pendragon it's the downtime and that's when all your like leveling happens for lack of a better term. So those of you keeping track at home, uh, yes, I know that he is getting an extra training in practice, but that's okay because he is a solo player in this because we built you as a 21 year old knight. And now you are going to be turning from 20 to 21. First off, I'm going to have you for that last battle, check both uh, Valorous and Reckless. I think you missed those on the last time around. All right, got it. All right, and we're going to start off with your yearly events. Can you roll me a d20, please, Adam? 13. 
Oh, that is wonderful, because 13 is a saga event. That's a great way to start this out. So let me move down to the saga events. All right. You are not yet a knight, and you are not landed. So can you just roll me a d20, please? Five. So there's been some sort of prophecy concerning Sir Golston uh, this last year. So maybe a priest had a vision or you met some druid or witch out in the forest uh, who kind of told you a prophecy about you. So the prophecy was that you will lose all you own. So write that down. That's a pretty important prophecy. Noted. I was like, wow, prophecy. That's pretty damn cool. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that? Still pretty good, actually. But yeah. All right. So next we're going to go and uh, see if you can get some experience checks. So you're going to take up your character sheets and see all the things that you have checks next to, and you're going to roll against those. Basically, it's like leveling in like Call of Cthulhu and getting your skill checks. So you're going to roll your D20 and you want to fail the skill, get over it. If that happens, uh, then you will add one to your skill. So if you want to go down and start rolling for those, don't forget uh, these are also passions as well would fall under these. Okay, so for my skills, I'll start with awareness, which I have checked. So I'm trying to get higher than a six here. And nice, and that's a 10. So then I would become a seven then. Uh, I feel myself getting stronger. All right. And then next will be recognize. And I'm just trying to get higher than a three on this one. So. Shouldn't be too hard. Let's see. And that's a seven. Put that one up to four. Yes, sir. Yes, squire, I mean. Okay, next will be my battle skill, which is 12. So let's see. Nope, that's a nine. Not going to do it. And that's going to be it for skills. Um, So I also have a couple passions or uh, personality traits checked and passions checked. So um, you'd roll for those as well. Let me start with my traits. Going down, I have modest here, which is at a 16. So let's see. 19. Not bad. Also, though, I have proud checked. So yes. So your your modest just went up one. So now you go over, subtract it from your proud, and now you roll again. So you could just negate that uh, plus. It's weird how it works, but. Oh, yeah, that's right. So now my proud is three, right? And now I'm rolling for that. So let's see. A four. All right. How lucky of me. So we'll just go back to the way that was. Yeah, it's a weird um, how it works like that, especially when you have both sides checked, but it's like an order of operations you go through. I like it. Makes sense. Um, So next I will do reckless, which is at a 10. So let's see if I roll higher. That's an 11. So my reckless becomes 11. My prudent is going to drop down to a nine. Next will be my valorous, which is at a 14. And that's an 11, so no change in valorous. Um, So moving on to passions, my loyalty for my lord, which is 15. We're going to make a check on that. Let's see. And that's a no-go. All right. And that's, uh, I think that's everything on the list. I don't have anything else checked. All right, then you're going to go ahead and erase all those checks that you have on them, if you haven't already. All right, working with a clean slate now. 
All right. Already the character sheet has been smudged and now it's time for blood to be spilt. The next step is aging. So you are now going to be 21. Luckily, you are under 35 years of age, so you're not going to get decrepit yet. But uh, note now that you are now 21 years old. 21. All right. Next um, is our economic step. You are not a landholder. You are a squire in the service of a great knight. So you are being maintained. You are a poor knight, as we identified, but you're being maintained by Sir Gregor. So basically, he's paying like a libra a year to keep you fed and clothed and horsed. So that's how it's going for now, but uh, it might change later. My kind, kind, Sir Gregor. Again, you're poor. However, you're being maintained. So we're not going to have minuses to your horse survival or childbirth yet. Next step, we have stable roles. Normally, is this, this is to see if you have any special horses that are going to die. You're on a route. Did I say a route to your Sumter? Sumter. You are on a Sumter, so like these are pretty easy to replace, so I'm not even going to bother rolling for this one. Dime a dozen. Yeah. Uh, I think you named him Old old Fella. Yep, Old Fella. Yeah, he has a lot of heart and a lot of courage for a pack horse. He's got a lot of gusto. All right, so we're not going to worry about uh, rolling for him. Next, uh, marriage. You are a squire. You are in service to the Lord. You can't marry without permission. I don't think you're going to be married right now. Still working on it. Yep. Children, we haven't had any hanky-panky happen yet, So, plus you're pretty chaste, so we're going to skip that step as well. So the next thing, can I get a role for family events? We are going to be asking for, hmm, what is this? How many kin knights, that's like old knights, uh, young knights, um, middle-aged knights, do you have? And lineagemen. So for middle-aged knights, I have three. Young knights, I have four. And then lineagemen, I have 14. So 21. Okay, so you actually, oh, 21. You have a normal-sized family. Okay. So can you roll me a d6, please? Three. All right, none of them got up to any major trouble for you, which is good. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Plenty of time for that once you become rich and famous. All right, um, next we're going to go down to your training and practice. So uh, like we did in the character creation, you could um, do a few things here. You could change a personality trait, statistic, or passion. You can do this up to 19 at this point. However, like your size, I think, is maxed out at 18 for your culture. You could train skills up to, you could get 1d6 plus 1 skill points, or you can train a skill up to level 20. So you can choose one of those. You have pretty good passions already, and your traits, your personality traits are pretty good, considering you already qualify for the chivalrous bonus so my suggestion would be to take the skills or a statistic but it is essentially up to you i think i want to go with skills i'm just kind of looking over to see what some of my major weak spots might be but i don't even know if that's really how i want to think about it you could think about it like you've been a squire on the verge of possibly knighthood and what might you be training up for 
what might uh, in your off time Sir Gregor be trying to you know smash into your skull before letting you go or what things are you interested in pursuing so in the last kind of altercation that he had he did come out alive but there were certain times where he kind of like felt bested because he didn't have like the full focus that he should have had so i'd like to increase my awareness all right let's see how many um let's see how much skill points you have and you can't spread them around so uh roll a d6 plus one three all right so you got three skill points that you can uh, put really anywhere that makes sense to you uh you cannot uh you cannot go to over 15 at this point for with this method okay so i think i want to raise my awareness too so my awareness will go up from seven to nine and then i want to put my uh courtesy up one for a 10 as i try to be more i don't know more like fitting of this level of society okay that's perfectly reasonable so the next step is glory so I'm going to give you your glory totals from the last session. Your total is actually going to come to 386 plus your annual. How do I figure out my annual? You're not a land-holding knight or anything, and you don't have any cool stuff that gives you glory besides your traits and passions that are uh, 16 and above. On your character sheet, it should be annotated in one of the boxes. And don't forget, if you increased any of your traits or uh, passions above 16, you would get that new value. Yeah, none of them have uh, increased. Modest almost did, but uh, then that uh, successful proud roll kind of knocked it off. Um, So you said, uh, what did you say, 386? Yeah, 386 plus your annual. And uh, for glory, I already had 172 written in there. Does that, uh, do I like add that on at all? Or uh, is that yeah, just you, what it you, is now? You add to it. Okay. So basically I'd, um, you got some glory for your your knights um, boasting about you at the feast in front of the king. That's, that was worth a little bit. Um, you got, uh, I gave you 100 for rescuing a round table knight in battle. You got 25 for the battle or for the enemy in the battle, then you got some, I gave you half for uh, the worth of the battle because you're kind of hanging back and being a squire. Plus Sir Gregor would have absorbed a lot of that anyways. So I thought that was fair to give you half, but full for rescuing. Excellent. Racking it up. All right. So what is your new total? New total is 555. All right. Actually moving along pretty well. All right, so I guess we're just going to get into it, um, unless you have any other questions going forward. No, I'm ready to ready to jump in. Awesome. So it's starting to be spring of 531, you know, deer frolicking about, birds are chirping in the air. You had a long winter in which you practice your courtesy and your awareness. You're basically, um, at this point doing so like you said to not make a fool of yourself at court which is especially important this year because you are escorting your knight sir gregor on his annual pilgrimage to camelot at this point so you're riding along you have sir gregor's um full train he has 
lots and lots of horses with um several squires including you like a page to mind the horses get he has several like sumpters filled with baggage this is like a lot a lot of stuff just to support one guy who's making a journey and i mean your character is probably used to it but it's not like i'm not sure adam if you're aware of how knights would travel or anything but it's not just like one dude on a horse it's like you are a small unit moving a huge entourage yes so you're moving around and you know you're you're talking a little bit with uh sir gregor uh, can you roll me a d20 to see what you what the topic of conversation of the day is three so appropriately enough um one of uh sir gregor's um loves in life is song and poetry and he really values the the clear speaking and um, putting into words and music the ideas of chivalric romance and just all these knightly deeds so he's actually getting into the nitty-gritty of it and talking about a lot of things that go into the creation of it so you're discussing the skill compose at this point so you can give yourself a check and compose quick question i i literally have a zero in compose so yes when i test that like what do i have to do to succeed just you have a pretty good shot at making that succeed excellent <laughs> you just gotta have not you just gotta have like not a weird um modifier because weird things can happen like you can get cursed and then i could have like you know a, and then a negative be modifier cursed and, to it you could be cursed and roll a one or something yeah exactly oh that's pretty cool yeah but uh yeah you're discussing um compose which i'm not sure if that's really anything sir galliston or squire galliston has thought about um before but uh yeah there's probably a lot of work that goes into these songs that the bards um play and you're just your head's probably spinning because like you have no skill in this whatsoever it's definitely something he's thinking about now i mean he does i wouldn't say he has like a mind for art but he does like uh to dabble in the harp and he does like singing and dancing so you know it's interesting to him to say the very least so he's definitely like thinking a lot about it now yeah and speaking of harp um, i'm not sure if you wrote it down but you would have a harp because you have points into it but bass so you're talking around um you're riding through it's many many days to get to camelot um you're going all the way from cambria on the western side of the island of britain towards yeah it's you're going to camelot um do you think uh, gallison's ever been to camelot before he himself i don't think so i think it's maybe something his brother like his eldest brother march has maybe been there but probably a place he's only heard about yeah because sir gregor goes all the time and he might have missed the last couple years but like you know he went to war on a different continent but uh, he talks about how He's been a couple times and the city's just growing out of nothing, almost as if by magic at this point, because it's been only like, it's about maybe a decade or so since it's been founded. And he's pretty eager to see all the new stuff going around. So, you know, you're riding, you're walking, you're talking, you're making fires, tending to your Lord's every need going through, um, days and days and days of travel um at this point could you actually make me a stewardship role 
So I have a two and I rolled a two. So first off, uh, check it because you crit on it. So um, this is actually quite appropriate. I mean, you traveled with Sir Gregor quite a bit, especially in war now. And you're looking behind him and just, you know, doing some quick math. Like, it's not that you're literate or anything, but you you can count to 10. And you're noticing that uh, he's traveling with probably double the amount of horses that he would typically take on a trip like this. Well, um, what is... is, uh, Golston thinking about this, does it have any um does it have any bearing on him? I think it would probably just make him consider that this is an important trip to an important place. Especially since maybe like the other times that he's traveled with Sir Gregor, they've had half the company. And uh this is just like a, a bigger show, or it at least seems that way. He just feels the presence of just so much more people and uh it makes him feel like there's a lot of weight to this journey and a lot of uh, importance. You know, he probably feels like the a little bit of the mystique of of where they're headed as well. Where is Camelot on the uh, player's map? Ah, got it. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, west of Kent, um, north of Sussex. It's in you know the eastern southeastern part of Logris. Um, it might be Winchester on a few maps. That you might have seen. All right, are we all oriented? Yes. Awesome. And you see where uh, the Cambrian Mountains are towards the middle western port of the island. That's about where you came from. Okay. So you've been traveling for probably several weeks to get to this point. It's a bit of a journey for you. And while you're taking this journey, Sir Gregor, you notice him noticing you as you're noticing all the horses. And he's just kind of smiling at you. And uh, Goldston will kind of look at him and uh, kind of like look back and just feeling as though there's maybe like a joke that he's not in on or something. He's going to he's going to ask Sir Gregor, what is it? Well, surely, my boy, that, uh, you know, what we're here to be doing. I only know as much as you have told me, sir. Oh, come now. I know you have you know, ties with all the kitchen staff and all you squires are getting into things. You know what's up. He kind of like gives a smirk like, well, well, I'd like to hear it from you, sir. What is it that we're doing? God's hooks. You're going to pull right out of me. Fine. You know why we're going to Camelot. We're going there tonight. You all right, boy. And uh, his face just kind of like fills up with with glee. His uh, he he turns beet red and he has a wide smile across his face, but he still tries to still tries to maintain his his like stoicness and composure and he's just like it is an honor sir so there uh, is there like a personality trait to see if you can uh, maintain that composure yeah let's see i will uh test my or yeah maybe i should test my modest because uh it's really kind of like you know like the excitement on his face it's he's just beat red uh smile ear to ear putting his head down, trying not to uh, kind of like gloat or anything, but he's excited. This is the moment he's he's lived for. You know, it's it's almost hard to keep it bottled in. So would you think that's a, a good call to maybe uh, check my modesty? I think it's a good uh, time to roll for it, at least. That's a 12 under 16. All right, uh, check your modest. And uh, yeah, you managed to stifle yourself from going completely red and boasting about it 
But um, Sir Gregor can still tell that you're a bit excited. It's all right, lad. It's 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 okay. It's a good thing. You you served me well for many years, and you know, in younger times, it took only a sword and a horse to make a knight. But now it's a bit more complicated. I would have knighted you myself, but uh, it's kind of like the purview of the High King now. And anyway, there's there's far more honor in it this way, and there's many you know unsavory fellas who would claim a battlefield knighting, but they'd live false lives and find themselves unable to prove their own knighting if it were true. They're much better off this way. You have High King knighting you on all. It's yeah, no one's going to be able to challenge that, even from someone of your background. And uh, Golestin looks very delighted as Sir Gregor continues on. And he's like, Sir Gregor, I vow to do you proud. You will not regret this. Oh, you better do me proud, especially when I stay on. That would be something you'd be interested, correct? Absolutely, sir. That's what I like to hear. Need more good uh, knights in my household, if it will. So he basically goes on to explain that um, you would become, if you accept one of his household knights, being a man sworn to specifically him and to serve him and his household. And, you know, if uh, he would be called to muster and fight again, he would be by his side fighting in his shield rather than just being the support detail. So there's quite a lot of honor in that. Goliston will actually proclaim it would be an honor, sir. The highest honor I've ever achieved. Yes. Now, there it is right there. And he points off in the horizon and you see like these towers looming. And I'm not sure if Goliston's ever seen like proper stone castles before. Like, have you even been to London? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I know that I'm from Huntington. I made it out all the way to the other side of this, like, continent, basically, to uh, fight the Irish. And I, I imagine I've probably seen some marvelous things in my day, but never the majesty and kind of, like, grandiose stonework of what I'm beholding right now. Yeah, it must be either magic or something they brought back from the Romans. But I tell you, it was not like this last time I visited. And he basically um you you know that in 520 521 like arthur began construction on the ruins of winchester here he hired engineers from all over the land and there's been there's been uh like tales of it springing up but you've never seen it before sir gregor says it's never looked like this and i mean you just uh critted your stewardship role earlier so you would know that castles take more than just a couple of years to just spring out from there. Yeah. So, so if, if I'm understanding this correctly, it's been probably like at least 10 years since Gregor's been there, but yet like so much has changed in just that time. It's kind of like, I mean, if I'm doing my math right here, it's 531, correct? Okay. Yeah. And you're seeing like this, like curtain wall of, stone and everything's whitewashed and it's just like reflecting the sun right back at you and just looking all marvelous and just i i i'm not sure how religious golison feels um at the moment but probably the only um like comparison he would have would be like the heavenly gates of heaven 
Yeah, it's like uh, it's definitely something that's kind of beyond what he's even imagined, I would think. Just for a little historical comparison, we're going to look at uh, the GPC for this. We are at the very beginning of what is called the Romance Period. And this it's roughly equivalent to the early 13th century in Western Europe. Like, um, think uh, Richard the Lionheart, um, Conquest of Edward I. So most at this point, Ireland was the last of the, like, rebel lords that needed to be pacified and it's starting to kind of coalesce under what would be known as like the Pax Arthuriana um and at this point Arthur is basically lord and emperor of the known world and there's basically no more those robber barons or like I mean you saw brigands but um at this point all the the people have been conditioned from years of war that yeah, war is terrible and we need to look towards romances to reinvigorate us. And the ideas of chivalry are just starting to become popular. So armor of the period, you, I mean, you're still probably wearing your gambeson as a squire, but um, a lot more of the more heavy duty reinforced riveted chain has become more um, popular. And many of the richer knights have like, pieces of plate kind of uh, tied or bolted to their harnesses. So like Sir Gregor being a round table knight has had some pretty good armor for like a year or so, probably as a gift from Arthur himself. But um, on your way in, you probably noticed a few more knights have been sporting it, not really going for the old style anymore. It's mostly closed helms at this point. Um, Some of them have even uh, um, pieces that open close. And let's see what else is new. There's this new custom around about uh, uh, having more than one lord that you would swear to. So there, there's been talk, and you would know this from your courtesy training that you've been doing over winter, that you could actually serve more than one lord at this point. But one would be your liege lord. So if there's ever a conflict between them, you wouldn't have to decide. And... Uh, Heraldry has become even more important and households have been, you know, even sporting some badges and even like some of the servants are wearing like the house colors. So that's a a pretty popular thing. Uh, Tournaments are getting more refined and they're considered like full style now. They have like the melee and the joust at this point. Um, You've probably seen Sir Gregor in a couple of them, but... Yeah, he he's more of like an adventuring questing knight rather than like a tournament feed, but it is still it's popular, um, especially for those who didn't get to go out on the many wars. Got to prove yourself somehow. Yeah, a lot of the old uh, Martin Baileys um, are now being rebuilt in stone, and yeah, like there's like curtain walls be um around castles are going to be more popular in this por- portion but honestly camelot's probably the grandest thing you've ever seen want to find out more about the story join our discord channel the link is in the description